And welcome to the episode of Sportsway Podcast. My name is Fitz Kerrigan. Chris Mott. And we're your host for this podcast. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode with uh, Doug Berto. It was great to have him on. Shout out to Doug. Um, it's just going to be me and Christian for this one. So let's get started with uh, JFK's Top of the Day. So for JFK's Top of the Day, the Diamondbacks had a strong... Um, the Diamondbacks had a strong couple months through April, uh, through May and June, and a little, and the first half of July. But since August and later part of July, they kind of slowed down a bit, and it showed yesterday. They they were up three to two going into the ninth. First pitch off of first pitch of the inning, solo home run to tie the game. That is not good. They choked at the end. I mean, not a good way to go out um, they they were up three to two and they ended up losing five to three that's not a good way christian i know we talk we don't talk a lot about baseball but i mean how bad how bad is it for the dimebacks because they were doing really well and now they're back to 500 how bad like do you think this is ruining their playoff chances yeah i don't i don't know exactly their playoff chances or anything um but yeah they had a very strong start to the year and they this is really not how you want to be playing towards the end of the year and getting into the playoffs if they do make the playoffs. Uh, they are a young team. They're they're just coming off of rebuilding, um, and they're still rebuilding. They've had a, lot, a terrible last couple of years. So from the bigger picture, this season has been a success because they've at least been 500 and haven't been the laughing stock of baseball. But uh, right now, the last half of the year and since the All-Star break, the Diamondbacks have been playing terrible baseball and almost going back to their old self. So you don't like to see that. And, um, you know, it's definitely going to take a couple more years and for them to get to be, like, a, a title-contending team. I mean, they got, they, got some, they got some players. Don't get me wrong. Corbin Carroll, Alex Thomas. Alex Thomas. Uh, they, got some, they got some definite players for sure. They just got to – kind of develop them those two are both rookies they gotta develop them in the their superstars if they want to build around those two guys and that's going to be great yeah my opinion but not a good way for the diamondbacks to um, kind of wrap it up they're kind of on a they're kind of been struggling a little bit and i think they got, if they turn it around i think they definitely have a chance at um making it uh making the blast for sure they're out they are um i, I believe they're in the wild card right now but they definitely want to get to the spot where they have a secure playoff spot in the NLDS. So they just got to, in my opinion, we don't know, we can talk a lot about baseball, but in my opinion, they just got to play hard and play together and just play good baseball. They kind of been slacking a little bit. They can't have that happen. So that wraps up JFK's top of the day. Okay. Now time for Mott's moment. Um, I'm gonna be talking about Ty, Ty, Titus Howard, uh, who's gonna be out for uh, out indefinitely. It seems like with after he suffered um, a, a broken hand, I believe, or a hand injury. It's saying uh, he's the Texans' right tackle, and he just he's just coming off of a three-year, fifty-seven million. $56 million extension with $36 million guarantee. So he definitely got paid the bag and uh, he's not going to be available probably for the start of the season with his hand injury. I think they're saying it's broken. I'm not exactly sure, but you know, this is not what you want to happen uh, leading up into the season, uh, especially with, you know, you got your rookie quarterback, Going into the season, uh, you always want to have a good old line for those young young quarterbacks. Just helps one more thing, one less thing they have to worry about, you know. Because we saw with a lot of great quarterbacks throughout the years coming out of college, they just had terrible lines, and it kind of destroyed them mentally because they have to worry about all the pass protection stuff, and if they're gonna get hit, and then that takes away from them passing the ball and reading field like some examples are like Josh Rosen he was really good in college just did absolutely terrible in the pros was sacked a lot I think led the league in sacks his year his rookie year are you calling Uh, that the O-line's fault well I'm not saying it's all the O-line's fault for what he did he had a terrible year 
but it's some of it. He has the he had the worst O line in football that year. Um, David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, he was the number one overall pick. He also didn't have a great career, but his O line was absolutely garbage. So yeah, there's you just want to have good security with those O linemen, and it's it's not good to see that he's injured. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a great way to start off for the Texans. I mean, everybody thought with them trading up with the Cardinals to get Will Anderson was a move. But now that um, you said you said the name was Titus Howard, right? Yeah. With, excuse me. With him gone, with him, and he's he's all he's an line. Yeah, right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with him gone, it kind of weakens there. Um, I mean, he is a right tackle. It's one thing if he loses one of his inner linemen because they got the there's not a lot of the only people who pass rush on the outside of. The formation is like linebackers. The defensive linemen try to take in the quarterback from the middle. So if it was one of the middle linemen, then that's where your problem is. That's where a bigger problem is because that's the bigger guys coming in to sack the quarterback. But if it's a right tackle, it's not as big of a deal as the middle. But it's still a big deal because it's still part of the offensive line. But I feel like, um, I mean, I don't know a lot about the O line, but it's not good to start out. I mean, lineman is a very important part of the game. I feel like it's an underlooked part of football. So, um, if linemen get hurt, then that's a bit that that can be a very big loss for the team in the long run because they're not as strong and they can't hold off their quarterback as long as. And some of that is also the quarterbacks fault in a way because if the O-linemen do their job and the quarterback just doesn't get rid of it, that's on the quarterback. That's not on the lineman. The lineman did everything they were supposed to do. Like, that's yeah. the quarterback's fault for not releasing the ball. Um, but, Christian, what do you, how big of a deal do you think this is that do, would you would agree with me and say, um, do you agree with me by saying that if it was like an inner lineman, then it's not then it's worse than just like a right tackle. No, because there's plenty of DNs and edge rushers that are some of the best uh, rushers in the league. Like my, we all know Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, Micah Parsons. Those guys are all coming out from the outsides, um, rushing the edges. That's what the tackles uh, block. So I kind of disagree with you on that. Uh, okay. Tackles, defensive tackles. They're not really – their main job usually isn't to get sacks and stuff. It's usually to, like, fill in fill in on the run. If you can have great D tackles that stop the run, that's what you want. Obviously, we know, like, Aaron Donald is an exception. He's been dominating the league from the D tackle spot in sacks every year. But most of the time, D tackles don't get a ton of sacks, and they're, they're more the run guys. Okay. That's valid. That's valid. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd agree. It's kind of hard. To, um, like, I don't know a lot about offensive linemen, but from what I have to guess, it's, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but it, it's definitely, I, in my opinion, I definitely think it's an underlooked part of the, definitely an underlooked part of football. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's like, who like if no lineman, quarterback's going to get sacked every time. Um, so that, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, he's not a big player, so I don't think it's that big of a loss, but it's still, it's still not a small loss in a way. So it's kind of like a middle kind of middle kind of thing. Um, all right, now let's stay on the top. We're going to stay on the topic of football for a bit and let's move to the topic of Dalvin Cook. He has, he was released he was released a couple of day, uh, he was released by the Vikings a couple months ago and since then he has not found a team but he's been to a couple places Christian he was spotted at Jets training camp do you think this is a sign that he'll be going to the Jets because there's a lot of rumors that he's always going to go to the New York he's going to go with Buffalo and join his brother like where do you, like what do you think about all these rumors and what and not only that but what what do you personally think 
Dalvin Cook is looking for in a team. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Jets rumors they've been definitely been circling, uh, adding to that team, that super team that they're trying to create there and with the Jets, which seems kind of risky, I will admit, because uh, they're trying to go from decent to Super Bowl contending and all in one year, which is really hard. We saw the Rams do it, so it's definitely possible, but with Rodgers' age, you you only they only have a couple years of window. So that's just on the Jets. But um yeah, Dalvin Cook, I think he's looking for a team where he's gonna be the lead back. He doesn't want to be the second back option. Uh so I think the Jets might not be the most obvious uh candidate for to land him as you might think. They do have Brees Hall who's coming off a monster rookie year, which was cut short with an ACL tear, but he'll be ready at some point early in the season to go. He might mm-hmm. miss a couple weeks, but he'll be ready to go so I think that's one reason why I think Dalvin Cook won't sign with the Jets because the Jets pro- probably would want him to be the second option after Reese Hall so I think other teams that are in the conversation for him I didn't hear the Bills one that's interesting I've never thought about well, it like that. yeah hey. I mean there's been a, what I mean there's kind of been some speculation on that because his brother plays for Buffalo go and yeah. join him but that I just heard I just heard one rumor that I'm not that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, I think the best I've heard the Dallas Cowboys rumor. Uh I don't know how that would work out with Tony Pollard. So I think the best fit for him would be the Miami Dolphins. Uh he'd easily be the number one back. They still have a really good contending team over there that they're building in Miami as long as Tua can stay healthy. We've never really seen two in the playoffs because he is injuries uh took that away from him last year. So Tua could be really good in the playoffs. We don't know. And they do have Jalen Ramsey. They've got some new guys. Jalen Ramsey did get hurt, but he'll be back towards the end of the year. So if they're able to make a playoff run, he's obviously going to really help. So I think the Dolphins would be, in my personal opinion, the best spot for Dalvin Cook to land. I think the Dolphins. Yeah, I think another probably big uh, factor is the money because we've seen the money, the running back market, how it's really shifted things in the NFL and for that position. Yes. So I think uh, it's it, it's going to come down to it, either he's starting on a team and the, and how the money is. Um, I don't know his – I would assume that he's probably getting a, a decent amount of offers because there's a lot of teams kind of wanting him. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, if, there, if someone gave him, like, an insane offer, he, he would be signed already because – you don't want to be missing all this training camp. He needs to get in the playbook, understand like the terminology and the offense of what they're trying to do. So I think the later it gets that he doesn't sign, like the more worried you get as like me personally. I'm like, I, I drafted him in fantasy. So I want to yeah. see him get to a team as quick as possible and have a great year. Definitely. I feel like, um, I definitely feel like you need to have, um, like, he needs, he needs to get to a team, absolutely, because it's not good for – because if you don't if you don't sign with a team, it's like, for, like let's say um, people who don't sign with a team, they kind of get forgot, forgot, excuse me, forgotten about in a way. And, like, I don't think that – I don't think that will happen to Dalvin Cook, but there's definitely a possibility that if he doesn't sign with anybody for, like, a couple of years, he'll just get forgotten about. Like, oh, it would be like, who's Dalvin Cook? Oh, he's like, yeah, right, he's that guy who used to play with the Vikings. So yeah, going going without a team for this long is not great. But if he finds a team before the season, I think he, I think it's a good deal for him. So you, I mean, you just gotta keep looking, keep checking out the market, keep uh, seeing what's going on, and go from there. So I think I, he's in. A, I don't, I don't think he should be worrying right now. He's just got a new rookie goal and just just. Watch. Look at the look at the field. Look at the options that are open. So, I I I, I think he's I think he's fine right now. If it's not, <coughs> excuse me. If it's not, if it's um, like where he comes around and then he decides to sign with a team. Christian, do you think signing with a team in the middle of the season is bad for uh for him and for the team? If he were if Dalvin were to sign in the middle of the season. Yes, I'm not. I, I I'm not. 
I'm not saying to a specific team. I'm just saying if he signs the middle of the season to anybody, do you think that that can probably ruin the team's chemistry and that can maybe ruin it for him because he's coming in to an offense? Yeah, I think it would be difficult for him to shine in a situation like that if he were to join in the middle of the season. I don't think it would be ideal because you don't know the guys. You're just – the team's probably – you know, you're trying to win the Super Bowl and you don't really have as much chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I think but some of that can develop yeah. during the season, but it's not as good as versus yeah. developing it. It wouldn't be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Now moving on, we're going to talk. We got a lot of um, we got some suspensions to go over and. um I think that I think that some of these uh, pe- people that we're going to talk about, you're like, oh, I didn't know they were suspended. But yes, Jameson Williams was suspended for um, gambling. He was caught gambling, so that's a six game suspension to begin the season. Christian, what are your original thoughts? Because I think I think honestly, this is not a great punishment because Calvin Ridley was caught for the same thing last year and he was suspended for the whole season. Well, it's different because. Uh... I don't know exactly what – I think – I'm pretty sure, yeah, Calvin Ridley was betting on NFL games. It wasn't his own team, but he was betting on NFL games. What With Jameson Williams, he was betting, I believe, on basketball, and it was in the team's parking lot. He didn't think that – he wasn't even inside the facility, so he, I'm sure he, he wasn't expecting to get the suspension because – but the parking lot, I guess, is still team facility. Yeah. That's why you're not allowed to make any bets on team grounds. So I think this – Okay. Punishment is just. It's it's very unfortunate. Uh, Jameson Williams is coming off. He, uh, he came off an injury. injury. He barely played. Had one catch for forty-one yards and a touchdown, which is, I guess, a great play. But mm-hmm. um, he's now he's gonna have a second. He's gonna have a six-game suspension to start his uh his second year, and uh, he's gonna have not a great way. Great adversity that he's gonna have to go through, and you know. I think he can finish strong, though. Not a great way to start the second. Not a good way to start the career because he was he tore his ACL during the Alabama game, and he finally came back in the middle of the season. Wasn't great. Only had one catch, like you said, for forty-one yards. Not great rookie stats. And now he's now he has the suspension. He's already missing six games. He missed nine. He missed nine game last year. That's fifteen games in his first two years. That is not good. That's basically like missing a season. In a way, because it's two two half seasons equals a season. So if you miss fifteen games, that's pretty much missing the whole. Like you're only playing two games in one season. That's it. That's not good. I mean, it's one thing if like it's an injury, but like it, I give him cre- I give him credit from coming back from that ACL injury. But this gambling thing is just stupid. You got to know like what you're doing. You got to be careful of um what decisions you make because some can come back and bite you in the butt like this like this did to James Williams. He didn't know he was on um like like you said, he didn't know he was on um he didn't know that the parking lot could connect his phone to team facilities and he just got caught. I mean that's all I have to say about it. What do you think about like because obviously obviously he didn't know because who's stupid enough to make like, if he were to know, he wouldn't have made the bets, the gambles. He yeah. cl- he clearly didn't know that the parking lot was still technically, like, on the – like, they could check his phone, uh, like, what was going on in the parking lot. I mean, it's one thing if you're gambling on stuff outside of team facilities. Do you think if you – now, be honest. Do you think if he would have gambled on NBA games at, like, at a bar, do you think he would have gotten suspended for it or not? No. It was just having to be on team facilities that he got suspended. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just like, you shouldn't even do it in the parking lot, just in case. Like, because sometimes it's still technically on facility, like parking lot. Where do they put their cars? So they put it on the team parking lot. Like, that. that's what I, that's all I have to say about it. Um. All right. Now, moving on to the next suspension. We're going to stay on uh, – we got two running backs who got suspended. Christian, which one do you want to – you take this one away. Uh, Ronald Jones, the Cowboys' backup running back. He might even be a third string, but he, he had great stints with the Bucks for a couple of years. He is suspended for two games for PD use. 
performance enhancing drugs. Um, I don't know if this is just a, a singular case, but usually it's for the past it's been like four games. Like D Hop got I think got six games last year. Well D Hop D Hop had like a he had like a it was not a DUI because they arrested you. That was it was, it was the same thing. It's PEDs. Yeah. PEDs, anyway, um, I think, but I, the, I do think that you. I mean, when you right, when your right mind would want you to um, take drugs, like if you're an athlete, because you know you're gonna get caught for that. Like I, I think it was like the D Hop situation because he said he was having a drink, and it had and somebody and I don't know what happened, but. Clearly, somebody um, put drugs in that drink. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know that he was enhancing drugs. I think this might be the same incident. I don't exactly know what happened. I just, yeah, I think Ronald Jones said something different happened. That's why, but yeah. But it, it's not a big deal for the Cowboys because he no. wasn't going to play much anyway. But... No, but I mean, it's still, it's not good. Yeah. Because there's always there's always a potential for injuries. Well, it just leaves a mark on your legacy that you don't want. That too. It's gonna be like absolutely it's just gonna follow him wherever he goes yeah. after yes. football. I mean, people. Are, oh, that's the guy that got suspended for drugs. Like that's. I, I have a feeling that's not something that he wants to be known for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Now, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara got. He got. He, it was this has been a long time coming. It was the 2022 Pro Bowl in Vegas, and he got into a fight at a bar, right? Yeah, after yeah, Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, kind of shocking that they'd come out with this news now. Like this happened in January of 2022, and now they're coming out with it in August of 2023. Like, what the hell are you doing? That's not like if it's that clearly. Clearly, it was not a lot because three games were just beating a guy up at a bar. Like that, I mean, that's not a, that's not a lot. But keep in mind, it's not that. I mean, it's not the biggest. Uh, it's not the biggest problem of. Um, it's not the big. It's not the biggest problem that like a like a, It's not worth getting a big suspension for it. Um, I mean, I just think that. I mean, it, is it stupid? Yes. But I think wait, you that, don't think he should get suspended for beating a guy up at the bar? But I, I mean, yes, I, I mean, yes, but I don't. Eh, maybe depends on like, 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 I, yes, I do think so. But I'm just saying that it's stupid that they came out with it this late. Like, if they're like, clearly, they clearly the NFL did not think it was that big of a deal if they made it 19, well, 19 think... months afterward. It would have well, been yeah. a big deal if they would have come out with it. This happened January 2022. It would have been a big deal if they came out with it like two weeks later, but they came out with it 19 months later. That's just weird. I do agree, but I think they're also waiting on this, like the civil case, which it got settled, which means he, Alvin Kamara basically paid the guy off. But um, they're, I think they're waiting because this got into – this was going to go into court and trial and they were going to see because he got charged for assault. So they are going to see if he got like a uh, convicted of assault and then they'd see how they go from there. But then uh, recently the court, the case got settled. So I think that's why the NFL is acting now because um, there's not a, there's not a case anymore. Yes. Yeah, so you think they were waiting on the court case? Yeah. Like a court case they that see how that, yeah. They're going to, I think they're going to wait to see how that went out and then they're going to suspend them. Okay. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, I, I yes, it's a big deal to ha- get like you gotta um, get some like you gotta get suspended for that. But I mean, the fact that he paid it off, I think it, I think makes the situation a whole lot better. Um, in my opinion. So, all right, now we are going to move on. Let's move on to our fantasy football. Christian, you go first. All right. So this year in fantasy, once again, me and Fitz are in the same league. But we up the stakes a little bit more so that people actually play. Because I don't know, in most of your guys' leagues, but in a lot of leagues that we play, uh, people get disinterested and bored usually after the first couple of weeks that they see that they're not doing well in the league. So to to fix this, you have to, we put uh, like a pot. So uh, if you win, I think everyone's gonna put in like ten dollars. Yeah. So. It's so the ten, will so get it's ten of us, and we all put in five bucks. So that's ten. It's gonna so be ten, I think. It's gonna be ten. So that's uh, that's a hundred bucks. The winner of 
all that keeps that 100 bucks. Oh, winner over like overall best record. The loser has to do the one chip challenge. Well, it's not just best records who wins the championship because you could have the yeah. best record and lose in the playoffs, but yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then the loser is is the punishment. We're doing the one chip challenge. So. Yeah, dude, that's hot as hell. And so, yeah, no one really wants that. So no. everyone's going to try their hardest. To... Yeah, everybody, everybody's going to be every, – well, I feel like if you're, like, eight or not, like, you're, like, seven and below, you don't really care about winning. You just don't want to get de- – you just don't want to get last. Yeah. So I In think this year will be pretty competitive. I, I hope mean, so. We'll probably be trying to make trades or uh, on the waiver wire week to week, hopefully or at least just changing up their lineups and making sure everyone plays. Cause like sometimes when people get bored, they just stop checking in and then there'll be like three guys that are have like a bye week or three guys that just like aren't in that should be in. So, yeah. Yeah. So if anybody goes undefeated, that'd be amazing. Or it doesn't win a single game, but you got to wait and see, but it should be fun. Now um, let's go over our teams and who we like and, like, who we think our best picks were. Okay. So, first round. Well, I was pick four uh, in the draft. I was pick, we did a snake I was pick draft. nine. Okay, Fitz was six, pick nine. So, with the fourth pick, I took Christian McCaffrey. Pretty happy that he fell to me. Then my draft strategy at first was going to be draft, like, like top two receivers early. But once Christian McCaffrey fell to me, I just had to take him. Yeah. And then with my – um, with my ninth pick, I took Derrick Henry. What were you um, thinking at this situation? Well, I I knew that. Well, first of all, I was hanging out with friends, so I wasn't really thinking. But um, what I I mean, I feel like in my head, I was thinking Derrick Henry. He's been kind of slow recently, but I think he can turn it around. And I just get, I just took I'm I'm taking a chance on him. Yeah. So all right. I and also like I was pick nine. So I didn't really know what to expect. I don't really. There was no really like other um, big time running backs that I could think of then. But um, yeah, but I'm I'm super excited about Derrick Henry. I think he has he has a lot to prove, and I think he can. I think he can do it. Yeah, with my second round pick, I took Ceedee Lamb, five okay. receiver of the Cowboys. All right. What do you think? What, what were you thinking during this pick? Uh, I wanted to leave. I I didn't want to go back to back running back, so I wanted to get the the best receiver I could possibly get. Uh, a lot of the high end, high really high end elite guys were taken. C. D. Lamb has been really consistent over the last couple of years. I think he could even do better this year. Um, and I took him over guys like Amon Ra. So I, I'm kind of worried about that. We'll see how it goes because I know Amon Ra is doing really good as well. But I just pick CD. I just think he he's gonna do better, so mm-hmm. I pick CD. Going. Yeah, I and then with my second pick, I took Devonte. I took uh, Devonte Adams. Yeah, because uh, you got uh, close to back to back Raiders. Yeah, I got picks back to back. I was, um, <coughs> I was behind uh, Dax in front of and behind Dax Street Boys. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking during this pick was I wanted a receiver. Devonte had a pretty good year last year with the Raiders. Um, and I just wanted to, I mean, I had Justin Jefferson last year, but he was already, like, I didn't get lucky with a high pick. I had number nine. Justin Jefferson was already off the board by the time I got, by the time I got through. Um, so, I mean, I just, I wanted somebody who could play. I said, obviously Devonte in Green Bay was amazing. Last year he had a pretty good year. Um, ho- hopefully this year, uh, I doubt, I doubt it. I mean, I think he'll have a good year, other than the fact that he has uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. But that shouldn't really matter, and I think he, I think he'll play a good game. And I yeah. think Devontae will have a good season this year. Um, okay, with my third round pick, I wanted to go with another receiver, so I took a chance on Chris Olave. He had a great rookie year last year, at over a thousand yards, good amount of touchdowns. But I really banking on him having a second, a, a leap, second year. He'll have more consistent quarterback play. Uh, Derek Carr will probably be the quarterback the whole year instead of having to like change quarterbacks and stuff. I think Chris Olave could really be the top tier elite receivers in this after this year. If he like really, he's one of the most underrated guys and I think he could shine this year. So uh, yeah, I took him with my, in the third round. Okay. My third round pick, I took a quarterback and I took uh, Christian's guy, Justin Herbert. 
Um, now I got. I I can explain. You, uh, I can explain. Um, you really hurt me with this one, Fitz. Yeah, I, I, I figured. I I felt bad, but at the same time, I didn't feel bad. I know it was your guy, but he's really good, so I just snagged him anyway. Um, Fitz, would you like to tell the audience how many years in a row you drafted Justin Herbert? Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what made it more painful. I thought this was the year I'm going to get him, but I didn't yeah. want to reach. Okay, I now I can explain. You see, I didn't want – I didn't really – I mean, Justin Herbert, is he good? Yes, he just signed a, he just signed a good contract extension. Like, he would have been my second choice. So – I was about to pick. I had my guy in and everything. My guy was Jalen Hurts. The guy before me took Jalen Hurts, and I, that made me really mad. Okay? Now, I was really mad, so I wanted to take my anger out on somebody else. I didn't know anybody else in that bracket. I didn't know anybody else in that league, so I decided to take my anger out on Christian. I just drafted Justin Herbert. So, but he's – I mean, he just signed a contract extension. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. I, I'm not – I don't feel bad at all. Yeah, it doesn't feel bad. Yeah. All right. Um, With your fourth pick? With my fourth pick, I believe I took Travis Etienne, running back out of the Jaguars. Uh, Another young guy, dual threat. He's really explosive in college. This is technically his second year in the NFL. Playing in the NFL, his rookie year, he got injured in training camp, and he was out for the year. But uh, I, I like this pick. He, he had a great first year in playing, and I think he can do even better. He had, I'm, let's see, one, two, three, four. Well, he had one, two, three, over three games last year with over 20 fantasy points. So that's pretty solid, and I think he'll do even better this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. My fourth pick, I t- I needed a tight end, and Travis Kelsey was off the board, so I took um, George Kittle. I think I feel like Kittle's always had um, an all right season for the last couple of years. I feel like um, I just feel like he ha- I think he'll have another decent year. I I, I won't. I don't think he'll have a great year, but I think he'll have a good enough year to make sure that I don't have to have eat that one chip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I mean he's always had a good year. Different quarterback. He played pretty well in the playoffs last year with Brock Purdy. So I think if Purdy st- is ends up being the starter, which I think he will be, I think that Kittle will have a good year with him. So, all right, your fifth pick. With my fifth pick, I picked Trevor Lawrence. Uh, all the, all the top tier elite guys were picked at this point, and I still wanted a solid quarterback. So I picked Trevor Lawrence uh, as a Chargers fan. I, Not a bad I, I pick. To Not a bad pick. He, is. Uh, he really came back in the playoffs and beat us, and I think he's a guy that I don't have to pick high, and I and he could be – he could have a breakout year this year and possibly play to the level of the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allens without having to pick him too high. He's – Remember, he's got Calvin Ridley uh, this year. He's going to – coming off his suspension, so he's got another top-tier weapon. So I think he'll do even better than he did last year, and last year is still pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, now with my fifth pick, fifth, fifth uh, pick, I took uh, – I took Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, the guy ha- the guy won a Super Bowl in his rookie year, but that didn't make me that didn't make me pick him. Like all these, like all a lot of people can win uh, Super Bowls in their rookie year, but they don't get carried or they get carried by somebody. Isaac Isaiah Pacheco had a good year himself. Like he had a lot of he had, he was he, he was pretty good in his uh, made, rushed rushed for a lot of yards, ran for a lot of yards, and I feel like I think year two is going to be even better. So. I took a chance on I took a chance on him. I'm like, why not? Because he's a great he had a great rookie year, and I think year two is going to be even better. So, all right. Oh, is it sixth pick? I think. Yeah, sixth pick. Okay, with my sixth pick, I took Terry McLaurin. I wanted another. That was that's uh, a good that's a good pick. That's top a top tier really receiver. Uh, a 
a number one guy who's going to get most of the catches and stuff. So I got Terry McLaurin, a pro bowler last year. He had seven games with over 15-plus fantasy points. So I like that consistency in players. I don't want guys that will just have good games here and then trash games here. I want a consistent guy. So I think that's what I'm going to get in Terry McLaurin. He'll get a lot of catches, a lot of targets this year. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, going with him. Um, now my sixth pick, people might rag on me for this. I took, um, I took Cam Akers from the Rams. I just, I mean, I think he's had, uh, he towards ACL a couple years ago, uh, he towards ACL two years ago, and he had a great bounce back year last year. And I think that now that that he, now that that knee is healthy and stuff like that, I think he can come out and have a good, uh, a good year. So you really finished the year strong last year. Yeah, too. I finished the year strong. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. I really find that key. And and when I was drafting, I really, I really looked at that. So I took it. I'm gonna. I'm. I took a chance on him. So yeah. just gotta see how that. See how it goes. I think it'll work out well, though. Sure. With my seventh pick, I believe. Yeah, I took yeah, DeAndre Swift. I know he didn't have the greatest of years last year. Last year, I drafted him. I, I believe like really early. I ended up trading him because he did not do good for me. Who'd you trade him to, and for who? I traded him to my friend Tyson for, um, uh, what's his name? A uh, Dalton Schultz, who also Dalton didn't Schultz. end up doing too good for me either. <laughs> they use a tight end, so both guys didn't do good. But mm-hmm. anyway, um. DeAndre Swift, he finished the year pretty strong, I guess. But what I was looking for is he's going to be on a new team, so he gets a fresh start, and he's going to be on the Eagles with a better O-line and one of the best O-lines in football. So I think that he could really have a breakout year this year. And uh, he's not even going to be – I knew it was like a low-pressure kind of pick because he's going to be on my bench. So – and I have two really solid running backs ahead of him. So either he has a really breakout year and I could start him, or if he like just does pretty average or pretty decent, hopefully he'll do good enough so I could trade him for some, some another position I need later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to you want to keep those options open. That's really smart. Um, with my seventh pick, I'm really excited about this one. I took DJ Moore. I took DJ Moore. He had a great year with – even though he's with the Bears. I realize that, guys. Um, he had a great year with Carolina. I think he'll – and with um, – they didn't even have a great QB. Now they got – now they got – they better QB, but not a great QB, if that makes sense. Like, Justin Herbert is good, but uh, – not Justin Herbert. Justin Fields is good, but he's not great. You know? No Bears quarterback is great. Um – but I really think that DJ Moore will step it up this year. Better, better quarterback than he had in Carolina, obviously. Uh, Baker Mayfield for some of the season. But I think that he's. I think especially now moving to another team, I think he feels like he has something to prove. Like he's like, oh, you guys don't want me. Okay, I'm gonna come out here. And he was traded for the number one pick. That's a that was a really big deal. I remember um, hearing about that. That he was traded from them would pick him. My original reaction was kind of shocked because he's one of their best receivers. Like, why would you give up him for them would pick? But it made sense. We just got to see how Bryce Young does out of it. Um, but I definitely think that um, the Bears definitely got a good receiver in DJ Moore. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Excited to see what uh, there is to to bring and. I know. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see. I, I think DJ Moore is going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, but, not, next- but, hopefully, but hopefully not too big of a year. With my next pick, I picked Dalvin Cook, which could be like my sleeper pick of the year or could destroy my team. So we'll see. That's a make, uh, that's a make or break yeah, pick in my opinion. Because this is uh, eighth round, I believe. So pretty still a pretty high value pick. And so I picked someone who I thought uh, could really be big for me this year um, on the bench. 
Uh, he's going to be on the coming off the bench. He hasn't signed with the team yet, so that's the concern. I really hope he signs with the team and actually gets like starting reps because he's been really consistent uh, throughout his whole career. And I I can't imagine him being done playing like his. I think he still has his some of good years of football left ahead of him. He averaged four point four yards per carry per rush last year, which is still pretty good. And I I just hope he uh, signs with the team and starts playing. So yeah, down for it. Yeah, with my pick, uh, uh, I took Brandon Ayuk from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, ASU alum, but that don't really mean anything to me. I mean, you can be from ASU and be terrible, and I won't draft you. Uh, same with Wisconsin. But I think that this is a – I think it's a great pick because Brandon Ayuk, I feel like a lot of people sleep on him because the Niners, they don't really have – I mean, Kittle, I guess, but he's not really a receiver. They don't really have any good, like, true receivers, in my opinion. Um, like, Brandon Ayuk is one of their good – like, he's kind of their sleeper, too. Like, he was a big piece of – um, he was a he was a decent piece of them getting all the way to the NFC Championship game last year. Obviously, some of that was Brock – a lot – most of that was Brock Birdie. But you got to throw the ball to somebody. But Brandon Ayuk definitely uh, – people sleep on him a lot. And they should, and they really got to know who Brandon Ayuk is because he's one of the best wide receivers, and he's one of the most slept-on wide receivers in the league. So, I, I definitely think this could be a breakout year for him. I'm excited. Yeah. With this next pick, I'm pretty sure I finally picked a tight end. I picked Pratt Firemuth. I I realized all that really. Who the high. hell is that? He's the he is the Steelers tight end. I really Jesus. I realized a lot of the high end tight ends have gone earlier than I would like to have picked them. So I just waited till I till I could get the guy who I was looking for. Um, so Pratt Firemuth, I he's one of the guys I wanted, but I wasn't gonna pick him early. So I just waited till like the eighth or ninth round or whatever. He's been pretty consistent last year. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games with over ten plus fantasy points. So that's pretty good for a position which. You know, tight ends is hard to find really good ones. Um, you know, there's like the top three or four guys every year that are always studs, but then after that, the guy, other guys are um, kind of trash. So I just wanted a guy who could probably be pretty, pretty consistent for me this year and could possibly even have a breakout year. Uh, he did really good with the Steelers last year. Kenny Pickett, he really uh, solidified himself as like a safety valve guy who Kenny Pickett can count on. So I think he could possibly even have a breakout year this year. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I picked him. Yeah, uh, good pick. I I picked uh, with this. This is number nine, right? Yeah. I took the Bills defense. Um, I needed the defense. Bills, they had, uh, other than the DeMar Hamlin accident, they had a great year. Um, I And also, like, the Bills defense, they've been strong, I feel like, a lot of years. I don't think this year is any different, so that's why I went with them. All right. Number 10. Uh, This pick, I believe, this is where I kind of get confused, but I think I picked Jahan Dotson. Uh, he's the other receiver for uh, Washington football team. He's a guy going into his second year, had a pretty solid first year, had a bit of injuries. But he's a guy that could really be uh, – I'm not looking for any starters here. It's really late. It's a guy that could really go out and shine. He actually had a pretty good rookie year, scored a lot of touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Um, I saw him at Penn State. He was really solid there. He had one, two – three, four, five games with over 15 points, which is pretty good considering he was also, he also missed like five, uh, four games too. So I think um, he could really have a breakout year, really get uh, put himself into uh, the category of top receivers this year because he has the potential to do so. But uh, he also has – is just I think he'll just be good enough to fill in a couple like bye weeks or something if – if I need if I need him to. Yeah. Um now my next pick was a kicker. 
I took a kicker, and it's from our uh, NFC. You didn't wait till the end to take a kicker? Kind of. Actually, wait, this is round 10? Yeah. Oh. You probably picked, like, Jay Love or something. I did not take a kicker. I took number 10 in the 10th round, Mr. Number 10, Jordan Love. (coughs) I took him because I needed another QB, and I feel like what I've seen from training camp and – some of the games last year. I know I ragged on him last year because I didn't want Rogers to leave, but now Rogers is gone. So this is the this is the new sheriff in town. His name is Jordan Love. Get ready, Green Bay. Um, calling it right now. I think Jordan Love's gonna have a. I think Jordan Love's gonna have a great year. He signed a he signed a contract, one year, ten million. I think he's gonna resign and have a big bigger contract, better year. So I think this is our future right here. Looking forward right. to it. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think this is a good pick. I need a backup QB. Also, my team. Also, I needed at least one player. Uh, at least I need, I, I need at least Jordan Love or Christian Watson. I couldn't get Christian Watson, so I knew I had to get Jordan Love. So, uh, that was part of it too. But looking forward to it and took a chance on him. So, see how it goes. Okay, with I think my next pick, I picked Kadarius Tony. It might have been before Jahan Dodson. Honestly, I kind of forgot, but. Uh, he's a guy who I actually didn't realize at the time that I picked, but he had tore his meniscus. But I, 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 I've heard that he could be ready for week one. So even if he's not ready for week one, he'll he'll play in the first couple games. So I'm not too worried about that injury. I just hope hope he steps into that larger role as the receiver one for the Chiefs. He could really be a big piece for me if he does um, have a breakout year this year. He has breakout year potential, first-round pick. He's had – some he had a really good Super Bowl, and I think if he gains that trust from Patrick Mahomes, he could really be that guy in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think <coughs> I think so too. Um, now this next pick, I did I picked a kicker from our NFC North um, rival. I picked the Vikings kicker Greg Joseph. He had some great kit. He had some great. Uh, had some great kicks. Uh, had the field goal, a lot of game-winning field goals uh, against the Patriots, against the Colts. That uh, big, the biggest, that big, that one was the biggest comeback in NFL history. Um, and just like he's had, he's had good kicks over the years. He's beaten the Packers uh, two times on game-winning field goals. So I definitely, I've definitely seen that once before. So I needed a kicker. Justin Tucker wasn't available. Well, Greg Joseph. All right, number 13. No, 12. Okay, pick 12 or whatever. I think I picked... Uh, I think I picked the Patriots defense. Oh. Um, they've, been always, they've always been solid uh, every year, regardless of who they have. Bill Belichick gets them right. And yeah, I, I just picked the Patriots defense. Yeah, you know, you want to know something? Uh, Bill Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick sleeps in his sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, um, but that I mean, yeah, I I saw a joke about the on the Peyton's places. It was him and five, and they're like, Bel- like what, what's one thing about Belichick that people probably don't know? And Peyton's like sleeps in his sweatshirt. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's 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 pretty funny. Um, ish. But all right, this next pick. I, I was I was really excited about this one. Uh, I picked him in the past, and he's really he's really showed out. Um, he's definitely he and Brandon Ayuk. I think he's more slept on than Brandon Ayuk, to be honest with you. Uh, and it's from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I picked Deontay Johnson. I think th- I've picked this guy in the past, and he's done like he's done amazing for me. Like he's done amazing, and I needed another wide receiver. I couldn't find anybody. I'm like, I remembered about Deontay Johnson and how well he was. So I just went with Deontay Johnson. And I think this is going to be a good year because he's always the one that people sleep on. And he's always the one that can help win you a game and win you a fantasy game. So I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, that was a really good pick. He came off of a, a not as good year last year, but the year before he had he was an absolute stud. That's, so. the, that's the year I had him and he delivered for me. Yeah. 
No so, touchdowns last year, so that'll probably change this year. Uh, yeah, that'll definitely that'll definitely change. And well, he also had Mr. Trubisky part of the year, so that's probably why yeah. the touchdowns were done then. Mr. Mr. Trubisky got married a couple years ago. I doubt there was a reception. Um, all right, all right. Um, my yeah. next pick, thirteen. Uh, I think I picked. Uh, Cole Komet. Okay. We talked about him on the podcast. Yeah. He just got his money. Mm-hmm. And he ND. had a, ND. Yeah, he had a pretty good year last year. Uh, he was really uh, Justin Fields' safety valve as the season went on. He had one, two, three, four, five games with over 10 points last year. And he really started doing better the second half of the year. So he finished strong. So I think if Fields. I think he's really built that chemistry with Fields, and he'll be able to be a good safety valve for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My 13th pick, I'm really excited about this one because this guy has also slept, been slept on a little bit, and I've had him before. I had him last year, and he did really, really well for me. He was injured the first couple of games of the season, but after that, he did not have a great game when he came back, but after that, he was he was on fire. It's Cordero Patterson, Patterson of the Atlanta Falcons. He had a great year, a little bit off to a rough start. He was injured, didn't play well in his first game. So definitely um, kind of like a revenge thing a little bit. Um, definitely glad definitely uh, glad for him to play well and stuff like that. I mean, he used to play for the Bears. Don't like him because of that. But other than that, he's a great – he's a great um, – he's a great receiver. And – receiver – um, he's a running back, but um, I, I, I he, he, he had some great numbers last year. He had some really big games, and I feel like a lot of people pick him, and a lot of people sleep on him. I think the people who pick him are definitely gonna like this pick. This, is, I think, this is a really good pick, and especially that late in the draft, I feel like this is a steal. Yeah, number fourteen. All right, number 14. I think this is where I went ahead. Yeah, I picked uh, Matt Gay, the kicker from the Colts. He got a, he got a really big extension this offseason. The Colts don't didn't score a ton of touchdowns last year, so he might get a lot of field goal attempts. And uh, I just think he's a good kicker. Okay, okay. Um, all right, now this pick. I really like this pick. With my 14th pick, I picked Gerald Everett of the LA Chargers. He had a great year last year. People slept on him. He's been to he's been with the Rams. He's been with the Seahawks, if you don't know who Gerald Everett is. Um, and now he's with the Chargers. I definitely think this is a really good pick because he's had, he's had great production throughout his career. And I think this year it's going to continue. So that's why I took it. I mean – I've had him in the past, and he's done all right. I had him one year. He did not do great. I had him another year. He did great. So, hopefully uh, th- hopefully the third time will be good, just like the second. All right. So. Okay, with my last pick, I picked Brock Purdy. Oh, um, you picked Brock Purdy. Yeah, quarterback from the Niners. Damn. But I did end up cutting him because I, I wanted – to sign the commander's defense who are going to be playing Arizona week one. So I think they're going to give me a lot of points, but after that, if they don't do too good or whatever. I'll probably just pick Brock Purdy back up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dude, if he has a good week, you might have, you might have to, uh, you have any injured people or no? No, I see. So yeah. So I can't have an extra. Yeah. You got to, res- I was going to say you could reserve them and then pick Brock, Brock Purdy back up. I think he's on waivers. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're gonna have to figure out a trade. Well, no, I don't think anyone else will pick him up. Everyone thought that Trey Lance is gonna start, but Brock Purdy's a career starter there. And yeah, right. yeah, but nobody pick, nobody has Trey Lance, bro. Yeah, someone has Trey Lance. Oh, okay. Well, My friend Alec, he's dumb. He picked up Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Um, but he also uh, has two people suspended, so he had, yeah. he had a three spots. <laughs> but he has them reserved. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of kind of makes up for it. Um, and then with my last pick, I originally picked Rashad Bateman, but I cut are you gonna, him. Oh, you cut him already? Look, he was an auto player, 
and he was already and he was already on uh, pup, physically unable to play. Yeah. So who did you pick up instead? Um. Are you gonna pick up someone live right now? No, I already picked him up. Who did you pick up? Alan Lazard. Ooh, Alan Lazard. Yep. The Lazard, the lizard. Um, I mean, I do have some bitter feelings for Alan Lazard just because he left, but not as bitter feelings as he left before Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers kind of took our team with him, took Randall Cobb, took Adrian Amos. That's a little uh, infuriating. Um, but Alan Lazard went before Rodgers, so I'm not really as mad at that. Um, but still a little bit of bitter, still a little bit of bitter feelings. And I think that I think he'll have a I think he'll have a decent year. Not, I don't plan on using him a lot, but for the last pick in the draft, it's not bad when you need somebody. So, all right. So those are our fantasy teams. Winner of the league wins a hundred bucks. Loser has to do the one chip challenge. So we'll keep you guys updated on how it goes. But um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, we. Got a few more topics, and then we'll wrap it up. We got the uh, USA women's soccer team. They lost a heartbreaker uh, the other day. They lost to Sweden. It was 0-0, but the, Swe- the Swedish won 5-4 to in penalty kicks. Megan Rapino missed the final penalty kick that could have tied it and sent it to another one, but um, very disappointing way to go out for the U.S. They could have had the chance for a three-peat. And um, I saw something that said this is the earliest that they've ever gone out ever. Yeah, so important. a little bit, a little bit disappointing. Uh, the Americans have always had a strong performance in the World Cup, and not this year. And they could have repeated again, not this year. <laughs> what do you? What are your original thoughts about this, Christian? Yeah, we saw them play when we were in Wisconsin. We we watched the game, second half at least. Uh, yeah, they 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 played pretty disappointingly. They had a lot of young players, but we were more surprised that like the veterans didn't really like get them into shape and rally them up and be leaders. And like, some of the veterans retired. Yeah, like some, well, some Rapin- after like, this, some of the veterans retired, but like like but, Megan Rapinoe's retiring, Julie Ertz is retiring. Yeah, kind of shocking. I just don't think there was enough leadership on that team. You could see, like, after the games, I saw, like, they're just, like, laughing and hanging out, which yeah. is kind of unacceptable. They're, they're, go- they're supposed to go there and win and represent our country, um, like how they're expected to three-peat this year, and they fell real short. And I think w- for the future, we've got a pretty decent future coming up because there's, there were a lot of young people, a lot of young girls on that team. Um, so when the next World Cup comes around, they'll be more experienced, they'll be better, and they'll have learned from this. But as far as, like, the whole team in general goes, a little disappointing. We still had a lot of veterans, older or older girls that could have, like, showed better leadership, and uh, it just didn't happen, and they played really disappointingly this year. Like Alex Morgan, who had been a beast, like the last World Cup, she didn't even show up this year. Yeah, I know. Like, like the in the in the times, like she didn't really even like perform well. Yeah, I mean that that was that was kind of disappointing. Um, but look, it's it's a season, and they got to bounce back in four years. But this this might be a whole different team in four years. That's what's kind of nerve wracking of how they're gonna if how they're gonna do because Carly Lloyd was not there. And I think that kind of tormented them because she was such a big like piece of their leadership, and she was gone. That there was nobody really there to kind of lead them up and be like, "Keep, keep going, you got this," stuff like that. So a little bit disappointed, but uh, all for the future. Yeah. All right, and um, I do want to talk about this because this is a big deal. We did talk about that Jalen Brown contract extension, but this one is pretty good too. Not, um, we got Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, 
signed a three-year, $186 million contract. Um, definitely, def- definitely a kind of a big con- contract sign. Would you agree? I mean, that's a lot of. I mean, that's that's like that's like oh, that's like over sixty. That's like sixty-two million a year. Yeah, it's a lot of money. That's like you're getting paid a million dollars, almost a million dollars a game. That's that's kind of that's a little bit ridiculous and crazy, but I mean, what are you gonna do? I think that um, this is gonna be a good uh, good good contract for um, Lakers. They're reassuring him, but it's definitely short and it's a lot of money. That's that's what what my I mean, it's one thing for Jalen Brown. That's five years. That's a long time. This is three years. That's not that's not a long time for a contract. That's what's nervous and how much money it's worth. Would you agree? What's wrong with the amount of years? How does that make? I, I'm nervous? just saying it for for like 100. Like I feel like like if like maybe like four years, 180 million might be better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is the richest deal per year, your uh, salary in the ML- in the in the NBA, mm-hmm. which you know Jalen Brown doesn't deserve to be the highest paid player in the NBA, so it makes some sense. Anthony Davis coming off of a good playoffs, he he really showed out this year, at least defensively. His offense was a little inconsistent, but his defense was like yeah, the player of the year worthy mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So I think, uh, you know, they got a good core there with the Lakers, with LeBron staying there, re-signing all their guys, better chemistry this year. So, you know, this is what you have to do to keep it all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think this will be um, – I think this will be good um, for the Lakers. I mean, what, when does LeBron's contract up? I think it's after this year. Okay. But if they get AD and LeBron back, I think – I mean, they got to get some more people around them, man. Like, they they had a good – they did great at the trade deadline. but And I think if they would have played any other team besides Denver, they would have made it to the finals. As much as I hate the Lakers, I give them respect for what they did in the playoffs. But – I think, and also, I think if they would play, Denver was just unstoppable. Like nobody was going to beat Denver. Um, and I think that if they wouldn't have played Denver, they would have played like Phoenix or the Clippers. Well, they would have swept the Clippers, in my opinion. But if they would have played like these other teams, I think they would have still beat them. Just not Denver. I mean, they handed the defending champs uh, a, a an L, like. For, that was like the first time they hadn't they had lost a playoff series that wasn't the finals under Steve Kerr. That's kind of crazy. Um, that happening. So, I mean, Lakers they're young. They got younger. They got D. They got D'Lo. They got Vanderbilt. They got uh they had Beasley. Now he's with the Bucks. But they have a lot of talent. A lot of young talent to back up LeBron, who's going into year twenty one. Um. Do you think? Did you think he was going to retire at the ESPYS? No, no, because everybody thought he was going to retire because he's like, when I stop, when I stop thinking that I can give everything to this game, that's when I'll be done playing. And everybody thought he was going to retire, and then he's like, well, that day's not today. And then, I mean, I got. I mean, I. At first, I thought he was going to retire, but then I'm like, LeBron would not retire until he played on the court with Bronny. But who knows if Bronny is going to be able to play? I mean, I, let's. I, actually, I want to. I want to talk about that. Do you think Christian? Do you think this cardiac arrest will affect what NBA teams think about Bronny James? Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know if he's going to be able to play this year. And I just think that 
I don't know if that you redshirt for basketball, but I think, um, you know, it, it depends on how he plays when he actually gets on the court. If he if, if he continues to get healthy and be able to play, and then I think, um, yeah, this will probably be like a mark on him, his draft stock, if he does get drafted. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Um. So do you you think this you think this is affecting what teams are thinking about him? Well, he hasn't even played in college yet, so I guess. But he hasn't played yet, so what? But this is, I know, but this is not this is not great. Like a great way to get scouts' attention. Um, because people people don't know whether he can whether he's healthy enough to play, which is kind of scary, in a way. But we we just gotta wait and see. I think I think he'll be fine, but. I, it's always that little anticipation. Um, it, I I think Brownie's doing all right. He was brought home from the hospital. LeBron posted a video of him playing the piano. Um, so he's obviously doing decent, but I don't think. Uh, well, but I mean, <coughs> we just got it. I mean, I think that Brownie James definitely has some potential. Uh, absolutely. I mean. Not just the fact that he's LeBron's son. He has his um, – I feel like people look at him as LeBron's kid, which kind of makes me a little mad because Bronny is good himself. Like, he's he's more than LeBron James's son. That's just like – he should just be known as LeBron's son. He should be known as Bronny James, going to be a college basketball player. Like too many people just judge him based on who LeBron is, and they're like, oh, that's his kid. Okay. They don't judge Bronny based on who Bronny is. They just judge him because of, his, of who his dad is, which is kind of—I mean—it's kind of disappointing because, like, he, he she should have his own name. He shouldn't be in the name of his dad. So, that's what I think about it. But I—I I mean, this kind of affects him, but in a way, it doesn't. But we just gotta wait and see. I'm excited to see how. Um, I'm excited to. I'm excited to see how this goes. So, um, do you have anything else you want to add? No. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sportsway Podcast. We will try to be as consistent as we can. Um, we, we're both starting school, so we might not be as consistent. We're starting f- f- uh, school and football practice. So, going to try to make as many as we can, but um, – just keep you guys updated with all this news. But thank you guys so much for listening. Fitz Kerrigan. Just a And we'll see you on the next episode. See you.